Asalaamu As Alaikum and welcome back to the second part of today's show on the Verbal Outpost. Um, just a reminder that this is a pre-recorded show so unfortunately we can't take any phone calls. However, if you want to leave any comments, um, you feel free to send us an email at verbaloutpost at outlook.com. Okay, so in the first part of the show, we sort of did an um, overview of sort of social media, um, how it sort of works, and sort of the content people put out there. Um, my introduction, I wanted to, I sort of mentioned death and how we create this uh, digital footprint. So that's something I want to go into more now, inshallah, in this part of the show. Um, so it's something I was thinking about. I mean, we create all this content on social media, our posts, our videos, pictures, you know, have any of you guys had any experience with any friends or family that have sort of passed away and what, how you've sort of dealt with that social media profile that's been left behind, the digital footprint that's been left behind? Uh, yeah, me, me personally, actually. I think there's one much closer to home, but there was a, another particular person. So I remember about 10 years ago, there was a brother from FOSIS. I think he was the president. So that, that's the big Islamic um, Federation of Student Islamic Societies, I think. There was a brother that connected with me on LinkedIn. And then about a few months later that brother actually passed away he died and yeah it's tragic to hear that he's probably in his early 20s and he'd been posting on linkedin um and i remember seeing him still on linkedin after hearing of his death and i remember checking it you know is that the same brother i checked and it, lo and behold it was the same brother and i remember it was just a little yeah, there's a bit of a sinking feeling just seeing that and just seeing that that brother's history was still there and everything that it posted. And actually, do you know what? There was a lot of very positive things there um, for Muslims, for the Muslim community. There's a lot of good that the brother did, mashallah. Um, so that was probably the first experience of seeing something quite distant, not knowing the brother personally, but seeing that. And then the second i think scenario is much closer to home and actually uh it's my mum my mum passed away about a year, a year just over a year ago now so it's still relatively recent and yeah it it was devastating it was devastating because she did have a digital presence and you know she had a very basic facebook account she had whatsapp and just seeing some of the WhatsApp messages and the conversation with her. Um, and, you know, just seeing the phone calls as well. And that was my last interaction with her, actually. It, it was a WhatsApp phone call. So that was two days before she died, actually. Um, she called me on WhatsApp and just immediately when somebody leaves us, that's one of the first things that you do. And when you're grieving as well, that's one of the first things that you do. You go back and you try and remember that person and you look at their digital footprint and you look at what they left behind in that sense. I mean, you're going to see a lot of the physical things, but then you look at the digital things as well. Um, so, you know, we do leave something behind. And yeah, Alhamdulillah, it was 
my mum had very little digitally compared to most of us. But yeah, alhamdulillah, it was all good. It was all good things. And did you find that helpful for you um, in terms of sort of remembering your mum and uh, with your family and, you know, going over her digital footprint, whether it's going through her Facebook account, looking at pictures and posts and WhatsApp messages, did it help make it easier for you in any way? Or was it neither here or there sort of thing? No, it does. It does help. It does help. And actually, you know what? The funny thing is I've never I've never spoken to anybody about this, let alone on public radio. <laughs> so I've never spoken to anybody about this. I've still got my mum's iPad um, from what, yeah, over a year ago. And that's what she used to use to communicate most of the time. And I've got that locked away in a cupboard. And I've just not had the courage to open it up, switch it on and go through it. But, you know, she had quite a lot on there. Yeah, it's never going to be easy. I can't, I can't yeah. even imagine what that would be like, you know, during that time to go through something like that. Um, and it's, it, it's quite important to think about, though, isn't it? That, you know, that digital footprint for obviously people listening in on the show, you know, this will happen. You know, death is going to happen to everyone. And, you know, you're going to leave something behind and it's mm. what you leave behind. And it's a lesson for us to make sure we leave some good things behind. No doubt there's going to be a lot of rubbish out there as well. Mm. Um, yeah, just possibly the banter that we'll have in WhatsApp conversations or whatnot, um, or silly things on social media. So there is going to be a fair share of that. But you know, we 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 do want, yeah, we do want to leave some good, and we do want a good reflection of ourselves um digitally as well as you know physically in the physical in the real world as well uh, if you don't mind me asking as well so with your mum's facebook account is that still active or did because when i was looking into this topic i was trying to look into how easy it is to close someone's account um after their passing so i was just wondering with your mum um facebook they have the option to memorialize the account or you know close it down completely is that something you guys your family have looked into or uh yeah i think we closed it down it wasn't me that uh, it wasn't me that did it but um yeah it was a family member that closed it down from what i remember actually if it was quite difficult for them to get it closed or was it quite a simple process i think it was fairly simple i think it was quite straightforward um one of the hardest things that i had to do was we had a fam and 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 you know what i hope nobody has to go through this I, even though i'm sure most people probably will at some point but we had uh we we've got a family whatsapp group and it was me that had to remove my mum from that oh. whatsapp group so that was quite yeah, that was quite heartbreaking yeah i can imagine you know it, it's not even something you think about is it like you know it's, it's such a simple thing just removing someone from a group but to remove someone that's had this digital footprint within that conversation within that group you know it's really difficult I'm, you know may Allah make it easy for you you know it, i mean i mean, it, yeah, and, I mean yeah. and and he has honestly he has he has so alhamdulillah 
Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I mean, something you've obviously touched upon is making sure that what we do leave behind in digital footprint is quite good. And um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys is, um, in terms of Sadaqah Jariyah, I mean, there are, there are hadiths and stuff about that, but is there something you think, you know, people could do online as part of their digital footprint to leave behind and, you know, that inshallah will continue on, um, inshallah, giving them good deeds in the hereafter? Um, have you guys got any ideas of what sort of things people could maybe put some focus on and attention on thinking, you know what, I've got a digital platform, you know, I can do something good with this. What sort of projects could I potentially start? That could, inshallah, maybe Allah will see and, you know, give me some good deeds after my death. I think just to open up, I think if we look at both, I think narrowing it down to just the digital life that we leave behind may be a little bit tricky. I think if we just open it up to both digital, physical and just all parts of our life. Yeah, that's Sadhguru is essential. And, you know, we're a year on from my mum passing away and, you know, she, she wanted certain, a certain portion of her wealth to go towards charitable projects. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's, there's a mosque being built for her in her name. Um, all these things, very, very important. It's important for us to put it into our will. Um, if you don't have one. Uh, it's important to put one together. It's important to put things like that in the will. And just wherever possible, whether it's online, digital, whether it's social media, um, whether it's some crowdfunding type charity fundraising page or something, whatever it is, uh, that there is some good that we leave behind or just something that benefits other people, future generations. And, you know, the typical stuff being... Um, for example, you know, if there's a tree that we leave behind, if there's righteous mm. children, and then the third one, knowledge, what? knowledge, knowledge. Is it knowledge? You talk about uh, knowledge. The, the well. So there's there's knowledge that you leave behind. Um, you know, for example, a book you wrote or Qurans that you left in the masjid that people continuously read or learn from. Um, and then obviously you mentioned uh, the sadhaka side of things in terms of uh, charitable acts. You know, the example you mentioned about the tree, which provides shade and fruits and whatnot. Um, and the third one is the dua of the, the children and other people. And I, when I was sort of thinking, I mean, I was specifically thinking online, I was thinking, oh, what could people leave? Because we know about all the ones we can do physically, but I thought, okay, we're in the digital age now. Is there anything we could potentially do or start? And I was thinking of, you know, if people are making Islamic videos, uh, which are, are continually being posted, I mean, someone can pass away, but then, you know, five years down the line, there's someone who YouTubes a video of some sheikh or some scholar, and he's going through something very informative, and you've learned something from, he's left some knowledge behind. I thought, mm. oh, these videos, potentially, you know, after this person has passed away, they're still sharing their knowledge with people. Um, and that happens and it's, it's similar to having a book I guess isn't it but this is all digital it's in a digital form um, and I thought that was quite interesting that you could potentially be putting videos or you know writing articles which sort of continue on after you've passed away that people are still reading online 
I think it's not just about the knowledge you necessarily have yourself as well. You know, some, some people might argue, okay, I, I don't really know much. What can I share or what can I post or I can't write a book or anything. But if you provide links to other resources for other people, that could potentially be another form of that. And just bringing it back to the point we made earlier about these social media channels and YouTube and making content creation much more accessible. It's easy. It's easier now than ever before to publish content, videos, talks, articles, whatever it is, any, any bit of context, whether it's text or video, audio, all of that. So it's easier now than ever before to publish that. But then just to reiterate that point as well, when it comes to Sadaka Jaria, maybe we shouldn't narrow it down just to digital. Mm. I know that's been the focus so far, but if we're going to bring it back to Sadaka Jaria, actually we open it up and say that encompasses many different um, parts of our lives. So, yeah. you know, w whether it's digital, physical, um, or whatever it is, so it, it, it encompasses all of that. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, it's just, I mean, this topic was sort of about the digital side of things, and I was just trying to think, okay, there are people out there who who are, don't really have that much of an interesting life, you know, physically, they're walking around, they're just the average Joe, let's say, but online, they've got a really big digital presence, whether it's on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, even whether it's through gaming, you know, the, the gaming is a huge thing at the moment, and that's all online, you know, they're communicating with so many people, and potentially, you know, they could share something really good with that community, and inshallah, it could continue on after they passed away and that's why i was sort of focusing on that um so we sort of talked about a lot of the good that can be shared online but i mean so, sort of taking it back to the topic of what about the bad so if someone's posting things or leaving behind a digital footprint which can be seen in a negative way and um ha what do you think is the best way to deal with that I think if you can preempt it, then the best way to deal with it is to not post it in the first place, or as soon as you've you know acknowledged it, get rid of it off your profile. But if you're talking about after you've passed away, then that's a different scenario. It's going to be down to you know relatives or close ones who would have access to shut that down where possible. And I think there's a wider point here. Just don't be silly when it comes to social media. Yeah. Don't don't lead a fake life and just remember that whenever you post on social media it is exactly that it's it's available to everyone and not just that just anything just assume that anything that you send online whether it's an email whether it's uh whatsapp messages facebook whatever it is anything that you exchange just assume are you comfortable and this isn't just about this life, deen and dunya. This is just common sense. Are you comfortable with anybody seeing that? Because the chances mm. are so, somebody can gain access to that. You've got all these um, yeah, private pictures and, you know, that get leaked of celebrities, you know, nudes and things like that. So these get leaked into the public quite intimate pictures of people in compromising positions so these things get leaked things do get out emails bounce from can be up to hundreds of thousands servers 
before they reach you. So a lot of the, this communication can be intercepted. So just assume that somebody can see it. You send anything electronically, it's, yeah, it's not safe. It's not safe. So that's probably the best starting point. Just assume that somebody's going to see it. And I just... think even as a follow-on from that, even if you think, oh, down the line, I'll delete it. Um, what's to say somebody hasn't downloaded it and shared it through a different avenue, which is out of your control to take down? You know what? We're really showing our age, you know, that through this conversation. Because <laughs> there's... It's this... a good point, though. It's a good, I, I think people, almost when they're sharing things online, they almost sort of forget that, hold on, this is almost going to live forever. Once you post it and it's out there, it's quite difficult to take back. Yeah, as Raheel mm. mentioned, you can go in and delete it later on. And that's something I was going to go on to. Um, but it, potentially, someone's already got a copy of that. You know, And every, as I mentioned before in the introduction, every time someone uses a smart device of some sort, whether um, it's an individual or an organization or a company, they've collected some data about you. Um, but it's not... You know, that's why Snapchat came about for that reason, mm. because with Snapchat and Instagram stories, and I just know this from business, I don't use it personally, but Snapchat, um, the purpose is you post a video and I, I'm really showing my age now. So it disappears after X amount of time, whatever it is. But you can screenshot. You can screenshot. You can screenshot. You can't you save can... it, I don't think, but you can screenshot. Yeah. So that was the thinking behind it is that you published this very temporary content and I, I remember somebody saying the, the the type of content that you see and just you know within yeah muslim pakistani community just what some of the yeah putting it quite bluntly what some of the the videos some of the girls would post on snapchat were <laughs> were awful so just something to be mindful of but even that temporary content as well yeah somebody can screenshot it that's it. I think that's just it. People just think it's temporary. People just think, oh, it's online. That's it. I'll just delete it after, or it's not. You know, it's not going to be seen by everyone. It is sometimes it's too late. And I think, uh, as you guys have both pointed out, stop it, nip it before it happens. Do you, I mean, think about it before you post it to begin with. You know, they make it too easy to post something. Um, and just to compare it, my kids. Um, they uh they sort of see you know my wife she uses instagram for her business and she occasionally watches videos and whatnot and they've shown a little bit of an interest of watching videos but you know what um there's an app called lego life and my kids love lego they're young um but lego life i thought was quite good because obviously it's targeted towards kids it's all moderated so every time you post a picture every time you post a comment every time you do anything like that there is someone i don't know who is a, a team of people that look at that picture that look at that post and they then obviously make that decision whether it's appropriate or not and i thought i thought that was brilliant unfortunately i don't think it quite works for facebook because i think people will think that will you know stop them expressing themselves and you know or go against their freedom and whatnot but you know unfortunately we don't have that option so it's better to make sure we put that into action and think about what we're posting and whether it is whether it's even worth posting to begin with yeah it ties back to what we talked about some weeks ago wasn't it about reflecting on what we're about to do our thoughts our actions is it worth doing is it sensible to do that what is the benefit or the, you know the pros and cons of it just have a little moment to reflect on it and really the lesson here from us three old men <laughs> is j just be very, 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 very careful with what you post. 
on social media. But you know what? Even social media side, just be, be very, very, very careful with what data you exchange, what you do online, all of it, the whole package. Mm. Anything that you communicate, anything you send, the amount of celebrities that have had intimate videos, their private videos that have been leaked and have ended up on pornographic sites. So these things do happen. Okay. Just assume when you put something out or you communicate, somebody if somebody else got a hold of this would i be comfortable is the most important question and you know what we're parents as well so what about our kids because there's a whole conversation we touched on earlier about how it impacts mental health and why do some of these boys and girls um feel the need to send yeah <laughs> i won't say it on radio but you know <laughs> why does a 15 16 year old boy yeah, feel the need to send an inappropriate picture of himself to a girl. But, but apparently that's a thing. <laughs> apparently that's a thing. But, you know, what, why is that a thing? So it's important for us to understand when it comes to dealing with our kids in a few years' time, what is motivating, what's causing young people to do certain things like this where they will end up regretting it later on in life because we didn't have social media when we we're younger so we don't have this big baggage this digital baggage mm. later on in life when you're much more mature but mm. these kids nowadays digital is part of their life so what happens when they've been mm. building up this silly digital footprint and then they're older and they want to become a politician or an mp or something <laughs> they've got something from 10 years ago when they were 15 where they said they didn't like a certain type of people and oh, that's now held up. against them. Yeah, yeah, we'll, that, we'll yeah that, happens, <laughs> that happens with celebrities, doesn't it? There's loads of stuff online we can find about, you know, the whole cancel culture, which uh, inshallah we'll go into in another episode. But, you know, they find a tweet or something from a few years ago and that's it. That It's being used against them because it's out there. It's in, someone's either taking a screenshot or whatnot. But, I mean, I think something we should all do um, and everyone listening as well, go through your social media accounts, clean it up, delete things that aren't reflective of who you are, you know, think about it. someone may have uh, you know recorded it saved it whatever but it, you should just go through and do it because the last thing you want is after you pass away someone going through your social media account and saying oh look at this video of this person look at what they've done and look at what they've posted or the things they've said you, you know you'll be held accountable to it ultimately to Allah but the last thing you want is a family member coming across something like that and almost bringing shame to them and it's not going to be easy um it's going to be a very difficult time for your family and friends and they don't want to be coming across things that are reflective uh, that are, reflect bad on you i think you know years ago when social media kind of almost started with things like facebook um i remember i did post some pictures of myself you know just trips i've been on and whatnot with friends um but then i read something about how people you know almost akin to i guess identity theft but they can do it in a more malicious way, you know, and I'm, and I'm thinking more along the lines of manipulating that for uses of like black magic. And that kind of triggered me and thought, don't really want that kind of hassle. So that's prompted me to take everything down. <laughs> wow, black magic. <laughs> it sounds extreme, sounds extreme, but it, it's out there. It is, it is real. You know what, there's uh, actually, I'd, I'd, I'd quite like to make a point. Um, just on this and the life that we want people to see i think is important i'm just trying to think of the book actually so, so it's a book by stephen colby i think seven habits of 
highly effective people. And one of the first points he mentions is, and this applies for Muslims as well. He says, plan your funeral. Think about what your funeral is going to be like and how people are going to remember you. Okay. And what you, how you want people to remember you, that's the sort of life you should be leading now in this life. In the dunya, you still got time to give off that impression and to lead that particular life. Mm. So live your life as you want it to end and vice versa. Mm. That's a good point. And, and something else as well is that um, there are companies that when I was looking sort of online into sort of social media and what there are companies um, that scrub your account. You know, when you apply for a job, um, they'll go through your social media accounts and find things that can look, reflect bad on you and they'll delete that for you and say, look, you know, make your account look nice and clean and whatnot. I was thinking that, that's something we should be thinking about, you know, when we stand in front of Allah as well um, with our actions that we do, inshallah. So, um, Jazakallah khair for everyone for listening to our show. Um, inshallah, we'll catch you next week. Um, just so you know, it's a pre-recorded show. Um, so you'll be able to listen to this uh, on the radio and inshallah online. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum.